morning's speaker. This morning's speaker is here uh, directly because of many of your prayers. Uh, unknowingly, but we've been praying for him. If you are receiving the prayer newsletter every Monday morning, our brother James George sends it out for us. And you have been praying. You have been praying for this man of God who is going to minister from God's word. Uh, in that prayer letter that we get every Monday morning, there is a segment called persecution. Um, persecution number one on that list is, it's mentioned as Shibu Thomas, is the president and founder of Persecution Relief. Within few years, God has used this businessman who was leading a very comfortable lifestyle. God stirred up his heart to become the voice and the face of the persecuted, especially in India. Praise the Lord. And God has used him in such a way that he was able to create a network all over India uh, between all different churches because when persecution is unleashed, they don't care. It just touches everybody regardless of what banner you come under, what church banner you come under. So he was able to unify their churches in India, and the network has been so effective that it has also touched um, Washington. Our president is involved in it, and we thank the Lord for this man of God, whom God has called. He has given his time, his resources, out of the uh, goodness that the Lord has blessed him with, he has been liquidating his asset and actually been throwing it into to, to the lives of people who are being persecuted. God helped me to meet him uh, three years ago when our church raised some funds to support some of the persecuted uh, pastor's family. The pastors were killed, they were martyrs, and their family was supported by our church. And when I took that gift from here, that's the first time I met this man of God. The following year, I invited him to come and preach for our missionaries who work in North India. And I realized after his ministry, he prepares people to lay down their lives for the Lord. Uh, not come out with a cop-out plan, but through God's word, equipping the servants of God to literally lay down their lives and thereby doing so, they have actually created a refuge house for the families of those uh, men and women of God who are martyred for Jesus so that they can be taken care of. So I am grateful to the Lord that this man of God is here and is going to minister to us from God's word. Shall we sit in the presence of God with a prayerful attitude as he brings God's word? Brother Shibu Thomas founder, president of Persecution Relief of India. God bless you, my brother. What a joy it is to represent a king and a kingdom. Praise the Lord. It's not about an individual. It's not about a family name. 
it's not about a denomination but it is about a king and a kingdom praise the lord Amen. what a joy it is to be addressed as children of god bible says that we are a chosen people a royal priesthood a holy nation a people belonging to god to proclaim the praises of him who called thee out of darkness into the wonderful light of jesus hallelujah we are the ambassadors of christ hallelujah we are the ministers of jesus christ we are representing the king and the kingdom in this earth hallelujah as an indian ambassador comes from india to us and he speaks about india and there is no business of he speaking about himself or his family or anything his job is to just speak about the country india and to have a relationship with america and that's his only job the moment he starts speaking about himself and his family he will be called back as the ambassador and somebody else will be replaced with that so we are here in this earth with only one purpose that is to represent the kingdom and the king Amen. hallelujah he has paid a big price for that you have not been purchased by gold or silver but he has shed his last drop of blood on the cross of calvary he has paid a price that you are sitting here this morning Hallelujah in the old testament time the high priest could walk on to the most holy place once in a year Hallelujah but today because through the body of Christ the curtain was torn and we have access to the king any time and every time with our petitions and needs it is because the way was opened through the body of Christ on the cross of calvary Amen. hallelujah this access is not free that you walk in on a sunday morning and say praise the lord and hallelujah a big price has been paid by the king Hallelujah praise the lord in the old testament time the most holy place can be accessed only once in a year but here we are any time every time we can walk to the lord and say lord this is my problem please help me and when you raise your voice he comes down and he says i am holding you by your right hand hallelujah the encampment of the angels are around those who fear him we are the apple of the eye of the lord we are inscribed in the palm of his hand touching us is touching the eyeball of the lord himself these privileges are not enough for you to open your mouth and praise the lord this morning hallelujah he is a king every knee shall bow in heaven on earth and under the earth and every tongue will confess that jesus is name lord he is our lord he is my father i am his heir i am his son i am his daughter we are his children in the house of the lord what a privilege it is to be known like this hallelujah let's turn to the scripture book of philippines third chapter third verses if somebody can read it for me or i'll read it for it is we 
who heard the circumcision, we who worship by the Spirit of God, who glory in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh. Hallelujah. We are the people who worship by the Spirit of God. Amen. We don't worship by flesh. We don't worship by the, by the music systems. But we worship by the Spirit. Hallelujah. Because God is Spirit. Whoever needs to access Him needs to have a Spirit in Him. You cannot access in flesh a Spirit-filled God or a Spirit God. That's why the Lord has put His Holy Spirit inside you and your spirit communicates with the Lord's spirit and that's where the connection is made. Amen. Sitting in flesh, you cannot have any connectivity with the Lord. The spirit inside is the one who speaks to the Lord. Amen. In Romans we read, the spirit himself testifies to our spirit that we are God's children. So it's the connectivity between the spirit. Why is the Holy Spirit inside me? Every flesh has to be eliminated from the church from top to bottom. And this is the time when the church is in the fullness of the Holy Ghost. We are so privileged to be born in a time like this when the Holy Spirit is operating in the fullness in this earth. Abraham didn't have this great privilege. Daniel did not have. David did not have. Jacob did not have. They just had everything as a shadow. Nothing was uncovered completely. But this is the time when everything has been uncovered to the church this morning. Except the timing of the trumpet to be blown. Except that everything has been opened and it has been opened in front of the church. What is that which is hidden? Absolutely everything is this in this word. The word of God is living and active, sharper than a double-edged sword which penetrates your spirits and souls, joins and marrows and nothing is hidden from the sight of God. It's not that what I talk about, but when I speak this word, this word is life and it is living and it is active. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So when the word is delivered, unfortunately the church doesn't have enough time for the word to be delivered. We have so much of things that we tie Holy Spirit in that 30 minute slot and put you inside to deliver. In the Old Testament time, when Ezra stood on the pulpit and he just read the law, from morning till afternoon, people were standing and when the law was read to them, they were repenting and crying and screaming out and everybody was so into the word. 
in the old testament time when this this was not revealed completely to them in first second timothy 3:16 it says all scripture is god breathed it's the breath of the lord which i am speaking to you that's the same breath when you were dead that he's he just you can do by his he put his breath into you when you were dead and you got alive so the holy spirit is the only thing which the church can operate on every flesh should be eliminated from the church church is not by run by traditions church is not run by few ideas of few people in the church the church is fully run by the spirit because jesus is the cornerstone what have you built he is the cornerstone he has paid a price for that we are the stones built over that cornerstones we are all stones and these stones are built on the cornerstone and the kingdom of god expands hallelujah joel says i will pour out my spirit on all people your sons and daughters will prophesy your old men will dream dreams your young men will see visions even your maid servants the one who works in your house will be filled with the power of the holy spirit and this is the time but looking at the church is it being seen holy spirit is not speaking in tongues church thinks that holy spirit is speaking in tongues is just a sign is just a sign but the gifts of the holy spirit has to be manifested and why did the lord place the spirit of wisdom on the number one list and the church unfortunately doesn't operate in the spirit most of the churches doesn't operate in the spirit of wisdom but they worldly wisdom a church doesn't need your wisdom he has given you the spirit of wisdom to absolutely obey what the lord tells you it's not the committee which decides how the church should be run it's the holy spirit in i just want to read a scripture in mark we read that uh, in the 7th chapter it's written like this 13th words in the 9th words it is written mark 7:9 jesus is saying and he said to them you have a fine way of setting aside the commands of god in order to observe your traditions who needs your tradition church is not run by tradition church is run by the spirit you are nullifying the act of the holy spirit by your traditions jesus is saying again until you surpass the righteousness of a pharisee you cannot enter the kingdom of god 
But unfortunately, we are a bigger Pharisee than the original Pharisee. Pharisees at least gave 10% of tithe, everything. They fasted twice in a week. They walked to the house of the Lord every day three times. The so-called Pentecostal churches has not reached the level of a Pharisee. And Jesus is saying, overcome. Until you surpass the righteousness of a Pharisee, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. In the Old Testament times, God used to communicate directly. Then Jesus came. Then Jesus was in the church, started talking to people. Nagar is seated on the throne. Jesus is seated on the right side of the Father. Now the Holy Spirit is in the earth. Hello? Holy Spirit is in the earth. And it is a great privilege that that power is inside you. In the Old Testament times, you remember the story where an army person fall on the bone of Elisha and the dead man was resurrected. Hey, look at the power of that dry bone hand that he gave life to a dead person. Can you imagine? A hey, kingdom of God is not standing around speaking in tongues, worshipping. Touch. You don't have to speak. 
I can just pull you up on a spring and make you jump. That's not kingdom of God. That's not the reality. We are the hypocrites of the biggest act. You go to a temple. You go to a mosque. See the reverence those people carry for Satan. Go and visit a temple. Go and visit a mosque. You will know the reverence. What is the reverence for the living God you need to give him? anointing in me, everything will follow me. I don't have to follow anybody. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. That is what the Lord says. Time is a great uh, matter of worry in the United States, so Anyhow, I'm not going to come back again, so I just want to finish off. Let's turn to the scripture, what I read. Philippines 3, 3. The second part only I'm talking about, we who worship by the Spirit of God, who glory in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh. No confidence in flesh. Hello? No confidence on your profession. No confidence on your traditions. No confidence of who you are. Everything can vanish in a split of a second. Amen. Your health can go. Your wealth can go. Everything can go in a split of a second. Malaya is running over. Biggest, richest businessman. Many businessmen has moved over India because of fear. Where did the money vanish? 30 crores, 50 crores, 100 crores, 500 crores and they're running. Pole to pole, pillar to pole. Everything can go off. No confidence in the flesh. I want to give you an example of a man who could have boasted in the flesh. But he removed his flesh and put it on a dustbin. Paul says, I will read it to you. Who put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have reasons for such confidence. If anyone else thinks he has a reason to put confidence in the flesh, Paul says, I have more. He says, he was circumcised on the eighth day. He is known as the people of Israel, a tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews. In the regard to law, he studied in the feet of Gamaliel, the greatest teacher of the law. He studied under his feet. He persecuted the church left, right, center. And he says, but whatever was to my profit, I now 
consider loss for the sake of Christ. It could be your education, it could be your profession, it could be your job, it could be your children, it could be your family name, it could be anything. That God doesn't want any of these things. He chose the fools of the earth. Why he did not choose the intelligent people of this earth? Because he thought if he chooses a fool, he will listen absolutely what the king says. But unfortunately, we have so much in our head. We have so much in our head. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Amen. Throw off everything which is hindering you from accessing the Lord. Throw off everything. When you have a real encounter with the Lord, Paul, when he was on the way to Damascus, the voice of the Lord spoke to him, Paul, Paul, why are you persecuting me? The church should understand one thing. Persecuting us is persecuting the Lord himself. He didn't say, why are you persecuting my people? He did not say, why are you persecuting the church? He said, why are you persecuting me? The battle belongs to the Lord. I stop with that subject there. 70 years of Indian independence, the church has never seen a prayer movement for the elections this year. Men and women of God were moving across the country Fasting and praying and telling the Lord, Congress is the right party. We prayed for Congress as if Jesus Christ himself is the president of Congress, not Rahul Gandhi. Then what happened? Congress, we say we are so happy, but the moment we talk about BJP, our whole blood boils out. Why? Jesus is seated on the throne, right? He is not dead, right? He is the one who makes people sit on the throne. He is the one who pulls people out of the throne. He is the one who goes and feeds them as a, to make them eat grass. That is Lord. And when the Holy Spirit was coming and going and it was not staying in an individual in the Old Testament time, four youngsters, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, made Nebuchadnezzar bow down before them. Darius bow down before them. Belshazzar, bow down before them. That is minority. We are majority. They were just four people who did not bow down before the idol. So this four youngsters, when the time the Holy Spirit was not in the fullness, today we have Jesus seated in me. Colossians 1.27 says, Christ is seated in you. The Holy Spirit is inside this vessel, mud vessel. The word is inside you. 
with these three powers inside you we still live like dead people my name is shibu thomas i am born and brought up in a city called bhopal that's the capital of madhya pradesh one of my loving sister susan is here we had grown together three and a half years back i was sitting in my couch in dallas at my home the spirit of the lord came and told me go out and help the persecuted church i said no i'm not interested but the spirit of the lord compelled me to do this 51 years of age you plan to settle down in life and i had settled myself in life and i don't remember that anything which i am in need of because the lord has given me everything in abundance i can't think one thing in this moment that what the lord has not given me he has given me everything in abundance we are the largest interior designers in the central india we made the chief minister's house we made the parliament we did the all the interior works is there life was comfortable absolutely lacking nothing that's the time the lord called at the age of 50 49 years he called me to serve the persecuted i had no clue i was the minority head for the bjp party in madhya pradesh i was supposed to be appointed as a minister in the cabinet but one day i got an opportunity to speak at the chief minister's residence in a christmas program where more than 6000 people were invited by the chief minister and he was the host and it's a bjp party i spoke from the word of god and there is i said there is no other lord except jesus if you know hindi go and type shibu thomas at chief minister's residence you can see the message there The Lord asked me to step out. I ran away. He said, "No, you have to do it." Then I thought, "He punishing me, taking me through troubles, and then coming back to the Lord. It's better to fall of the fall in the feet of the Lord before anything worse happens." I just went to the Lord. I said, "What has to be done?" He gave me the name persecution relief. He gave me the blueprint exactly from heaven. I have never heard a single man under the sky for counsel as far as my work is concerned. I do what the Lord tells me. I made the organization. Normally on Sundays I don't speak about my organization because this is the day of the Lord. He only should be lifted up in this day. because this church had been praying for the persecuted church i am just giving you a just a glimpse of what is happening i made a website i put a donation page one day i was traveling with my family the lord spoke to me why is the donation page there it's my ministry i have given you i will give you what you need you don't have to ask anybody a penny i removed the donation page 
Then the Lord told me, it's very easy to do mission with somebody else's hard-earned money. You empty yourself first, what do you have? That's how I started the ministry. The Lord said, there are many people in jail. Identify those people and get them released. I started pumping in all for the glory of God. It's not to boast about anybody. Only the king has to be lifted up. John the Baptist says, he should increase and we should decrease. It's only the Lord which has to take control. But I'm only saying it for the glory of the Lord. I started looking for people who are in jail. Started pouring out all my investments for the Lord. I'm thankful to the Lord in the last three years. We have handled more than 1,400 cases of Christian persecution across India. Without asking a penny from any church or individual or writing a letter or making a phone call, God helped us to distribute more than two crores of rupees in the last two years. Never ever, me or anybody, has never asked a penny from anybody under the sky except the Lord. In fact, I never had to ask the Lord also. The Lord provides people just pour in. They call me up, ask for their, my bank accounts, and they just do it. Let me just finish off. Because you are Americans, Indians living in America, I came to Washington last week in White House for a meeting with the top officials there. Two weeks back, I was here. I went back to India again, came back last week for this meeting. On my last meeting, I had an exclusive meeting half an hour with Sam Brownback, the ambassador in large for ministerial in advance for religious freedom. Trump has started an initiative, a ministry department called Ministry to Advance Religious Freedom Across the World. America was giving funds to United Nations to uplift the religious freedom, but when they saw that uh, United Nations is favoring Muslims, Trump withdrew the money and he said, I will start my own ministry. Last year was the first ministry which I had the privilege of only Indian attending this meeting from India. More than 200 external affairs ministers from across the 200 countries were representing this meeting. This department is headed by Mike Pence and the chief is Pompeo, Mike Pompeo, the Secretary of State. Sam Brownback, the ambassador, he was the governor in Kansas City. Trump bought him for this special assignment and he is the ambassador in large for this department. Trump and American administration has never been talking about India and Indian persecution of Christians. Trump was silent. But two weeks back when I met Sam Brownback, he asked me what should Trump speak to Narendra Modi. I gave him a few points which he wrote down. To the glory of the Lord, I'll tell you last week, American government has come out with an exclusive report on India and for the first time, they have said Narendra Modi to stop persecution against Christians. I know you all people had been praying. That's why I'm sharing this point with you. You're very close to Washington, so you should know what's happening around. 
and these they opened up and they have questioned it's such a big comprehensive report i want to put a prayer point across to you in the report the first para itself they have quoted our name the us state department and we have recorded 477 cases of christian persecution 2018 and they have put our statistics in the report when mopompio went to india last week narendra modi and external affairs ministers refused that there is nothing happening against christians and they said my reports are false i am i don't know what is in store when i go back to india this weekend they may put me behind bar they may do anything in the last 6 months more than 15 people have seen my death in the boston prayer line sister susan saw one of the sisters saw my head cut off my head is lying somewhere body is lying somewhere else but as paul says who can separate me from the love of christ shall trouble hardships persecution famine nakedness hunger sword i am convinced neither height nor depth nor angels nor demons nor present nor future nothing can separate me from the love of christ do you have that attitude i close i have another 2 minutes if the lord allows i'll come back today across india india is commemorating indian christian martyrdom day hundreds of churches this morning in india commemorated this event by persecution relief this is the third indian christian martyrdom day why july 22nd a 12 year old girl was going to school a cycle got punctured and she was just rolling the cycle few men caught hold of her put fevicuic in her lips and sticked it put fevicuic in her eyes and sticked it then they took her aside raped her killed her ask me why why because her father was not ready to forsake christ that is the only family who believe jesus in that village in chatisgarh then these youngsters went to father and said you have another two daughters if you don't forsake christ we will do the same thing he said if the lord allows let it happen and i am thankful and i fear a god who can destroy both soul and flesh i don't fear anybody who can only destroy the flesh they can kill me they can burn me they can cut me into pieces they can do anything but nobody can touch my soul my soul is safe in the lord's hand hallelujah can you just raise up for one minute can you make a commitment this morning if it was your daughter what would have been your reaction 13 people have been killed i have stories i don't want to make you emotional you know a american missionary by the name of alan john chow 27 year old young graduate from oral roberts university he went all the way through a vision of the lord to india in an island called andamans and nicobar island 
He went to a tribe which is the oldest tribe in the world history. The tribes are known as Santali's tribe. He went and he became a martyr there for Christ. A Indian, you are an Indian. The Lord has brought you here. You have a responsibility towards that country. He was killed and seven people were behind the bar, seven Christians who took them on the boat. A Malayali guy, Alex, and another six fishermen who took him to the boat to the nearest place. They were all in jail for two months. Persecution relief got them released last week. I'm just coming from Andamans. People may think what a foolish decision it was for him to take. I will just read what he said as the last line to his parents. Brian and Mary, his brother and sister, mom and dad. You guys might, might think I am crazy in all this, but I think it's worth it to declare Jesus to these people. Please do not get be angry at them or at God if I get killed. Rather, please live your lives in obedience to whatever he has called you to. And I will see you again when you pass through the wheel. Don't retrieve my body. He was very specific. His body should not be retrieved and nobody knows where his body is. We are not sure of whether he's died, whether he's been killed or he's still alive inside. We don't know. This is not a pointless thing. The eternal lives of this tribe is at hand. And I can't wait to see them around the throne of God worshipping in their own language as Revelation 7, 9 to 10 states. I love you all and I pray none of you love anything more in this world more than Jesus Christ. This was his last verse, a 13-page note he has sent, and I have that access to the original documents with me. An American went all the way to India. Christian life is not praise and worship. Christian life is not attending Sunday worships. Christian life is not giving that $100. He wants everything from head to toe. It belongs to him. Because he has purchased. He has paid a price. Hello? I would just want to close with one line of a song. I have decided to follow Jesus. You know another tribe, tribal in Assam, a missionary from England went and spoke as Alan John Chow went. And he went to this family, this tribe, this one family accepted Christ as their personal savior. The tribal king called the entire tribes and made this family stand in front. And he said, are you ready to forsake Christ? He said, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Both his children were called and they were shot with bow and arrow and they fell down. Then he said, are you ready to forsake Christ? He said, I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back. Then his wife was called and he said, one more chance. We are going to kill your wife. He said, though none follow me, still I will follow. They killed his wife. Last time, one more opportunity, we will leave you. He said, the cross before me, the wall behind me, no 
never turning back. He was killed. The moment they were killed, the tribe king got so restless and he said, who is this foreign God? Who is this man, Jesus? I want to follow him. And you know, the entire tribe accepted Jesus Christ as their personal savior. And the song was written by a Garo man in India. And the song was popularized. Sadhu Sundar Singh gave the tune. And Billy Graham used this song for all his missions. When we are singing the song, how many of you take a decision this morning that whatever it is, I have decided to follow Jesus. My husband is killed. My children are killed. I am killed. I am swimming against the tide. The government of Madhya Pradesh has given me security because my life is in danger. But the Lord spoke to me, the encampment of the angels are around those who fear him. What will one policeman do when the encampment of the angels are around me? My bodyguards can't be seen. Modi's black cat commandos can be seen. But the moment you try to touch me, the angels around me will be activated. When I sing this chorus before you, if you have taken a decision this morning in front of the world, I don't want you to step up and come, but just raise your hands wherever you are. As Paul says, who can separate me from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, hardships, persecution? He needs you full head to toe. He doesn't need your money. Hey, he's the king of kings. Everything belongs to him.